It is Friday the 29th of September 2017 and this is episode 319 of Digital Outbox. Hello, I'm Chris, as ever. Sat here, ready to give you the tech news of this week. And Ian's along for the ride. Scream if you want to go faster. Uh, is that You just to say that, didn't you? I, I used to be a little phrase you used to say. Anyway, good evening, Chris. Hello. It just you know, These things pop out and revisit ourselves every now and again, don't they? Like the ghosts mm. in your attic. Let's, <laughs> let's do some news. Apple. Let's do some Apple news. And they have switched their Siri web search results um, on uh, the Spotlight and also on iOS to being default into Google again. Uh, I say again, I, th- I can't remember whether they ever started with Google. Anyway, they've been Bing for a little while, but they have tried to realign all their products. So they're going back with Google search results. Yeah, I think it's maybe just a... A sense of the the tone in the company maybe just slightly changing again. Mm. You know, I think in jobs around, and I think for some of the old timers, Google became the the antichrist, um, yes. and Android was stolen from them. Um, and we did wonder how much the deal was worth for Bing, how much they were paying Apple to be the yeah. first search result. Well I, th- well, I think they've said, is it not? I think they confirmed that Google have paid them three billion. <laughs> This year to, to make sure that they're, they're first in iOS um, or default in iOS. Yeah, to remain default. So that shows how much money Google are making from these searches happening on iOS devices. Yeah. Um, and, and I said earlier about, you know, that, that Apple, you know, sort of Android was stolen. It's, it's the look and feel. It's you know, obviously not source code, but I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of feeling that there was things patented under iOS that, it was just ripped off and it and just there was a lot of bad blood you know compared to when eric smith was on stage and steve jobs would shake his hand and he was a board member and mm-hmm. you know, yeah they went they went through a dirty patch but that's the, during the suing patch as well when they exactly. spent so much money on suing each other that it was just ridiculous they came to the agreement so now why not settle things and and actually for apple why not get the best search results on your devices yeah so this was tied with um high sierra coming out this week and um, so this news kind of kind of came out at the same time and um yeah all good i i i have dabbled with bing um <laughs> I, I liked the maps for a time you've bonged i think we I've decided bonged. that was the uh term. yeah but but uh google google is still my i have tried dot dot go just because there was lots of concerns about google and privacy especially among apple circles but mm. i always default back to google and dot dot go is good but i can't i can't let go i i i just end up with google i think you know i think as most people it's you can fight it so long, but then actually you just want good research results and Google tend to give them. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, zero day on High Sierra. You mentioned that High Sierra has been released. Uh, there is a zero day exploit um, that had been notified to um, Apple, but they didn't uh, act on it and they still released the, they made their normal release pattern, uh, which annoyed the person who had highlighted it, who was a chap called Patrick, Patrick Wardle. Wardle. Mm. Yeah, so he's from he's a former national security agency hacker who is basically 
sometimes these hackers want a bit of attention, right? And that's why they release these things and then they tell the world. But apparently he did do the right thing, which was notify Apple ahead of time, uh, but they still chose to ignore it without fixing. Um, and this is basically a, a, an exploit that allows a rogue application to um, unwrap all of your keychain passwords and basically store them, basically they can send them back to say a, um, uh, their home uh, network in text in text format. So basically, if the application chooses, it can get that data and send it back. Um, Apple argues that you know you shouldn't ever install uh, apps that are not from a, a dedicated or assigned location, and that's how they keep things secure. But as this chap says, you know that security costs ninety nine dollars a year, which is the Apple signing, and then you can install it uh, without an issue. And then in this particular circumstance, that even if it's signed it could still do all those actions without you actually as a user knowing it's happened because there's no notifications yeah it's a it's a pretty nasty it's a pretty nasty bug slash hack slash vulnerability and um and i, I quite liked his his quote towards the end of that because as a passionate mac user i'm continually disappointed in the security of mac os i don't mean that to be taken personally by anyone at apple but every time i look at mac os the wrong way something falls over i felt i felt the users should be aware of the rest that are out there and i think I think it is worth reminding, you know, I don't run antivirus, I don't run anti-malware mm-hmm. or anything like that on Mac. Um, if I had a Windows machine, I'm, yeah. I would 100% be running those. And there's no saying that you haven't got a whole ton of rogue applications, not even rogue applications. We've spoken before how rogue bits of code can get logged into and locked into, um, you know, applications without the owner of that application knowing. So Yeah, yeah. So 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 there's been a couple of, couple of open source projects that have been um, infected. And and so you and you're and so you're downloading from a genuine source that's yep. hosted in GitHub or whatever that that the vendor has said is secure and lo and behold somebody's managed to sneak something it, in and it could be the perfect storm, couldn't it? Because no one is protected, no one's got away heuristic scanners or anything like that. Actually, having a an antivirus bit of software in your machine can offer a way out for people. You know, if an infection does spread around the PC industry having windows defender there means that they've got a metric in which they can put a you know the, the solution in and actually can roll it out to everyone pretty quickly because pretty much everyone has that windows defender or or they have some other antivirus software so um and mac doesn't have that because people don't install it um their biggest metric well the biggest vector that they can protect themselves is by apple doing updates but they're notoriously slow at doing that uh, on occasion and in this case as as the guy's saying just ignored his point, um, you know, and didn't make a fix. And under under High Sierra, they're doing weekly updates in the background, so there are mm-hmm. things getting updated in the background that that keep things secure. You would have thought, though, um, if they could have fixed it quickly, they would have done. They that's would have. The, yeah, that's exactly. almost and it. That's... Because how do you stop an application that has been authorized onto your machine getting access to those passwords? Because at the end of the day, they need to sometimes. Yeah, I, I, but I guess the only the only thing I was going to point out is that. If you, I think this bug is also existing in other versions, so it's not just mm, a high yes. Sierra bug. No, exactly. Um, and and high Sierra does address some other you know nasties out there, so it's still worth upgrading. And it's probably not, not vulnerable. to be honest. It's it's probably been notified before. It's been understood before. It's just that no one's ever thought uh, to raise it. And that's what hackers do, or these these guys sometimes do. Just like to bring attention to it, and they want to get things sorted. Uh, as he, as Wardle says. It, it's weird that Apple, with all its money, doesn't do a bug hunter kind of program where they pay people to find bugs. Um, there would be enough people wanting to do that, and they could save themselves considerable effort doing that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they do it in iOS. So it's interesting that they're running, you, you do it in iOS, mm -hmm. but not in Mac. Right, okay. And, so they, have pro they even have the program set up then. They just don't roll it yeah. out to the, to the Mac. Mm. Yeah. Deloitte this week, another cyber attack. So one of the big four accountancy firms, uh, they've said they've been attacked sorry targeted by a sophisticated hack that compromised confidential emails um so they obviously deal with a load of massive blue chip companies even governments work with uh, deloitte um and this happened in march so this is and they reckon actually that the hacker would have had access a long time before that as well and they're currently now trying to work backwards and follow trails and see what information was impacted they've already contacted some of their clients to tell them they have been impacted is their term um but we don't know the extent of that yet what information's there but potentially there's a lot of sensitive information because it's cover it's access to secure emails and things like that yeah I mean, the range of things is including usernames, passwords, IP addresses, architectural diagrams for you know businesses, and um, health information. So it's not it's not just Deloitte information. It's potentially a large number of blue chip companies' information held on their systems that have been leaked. Um, and there's lots there's lots of speculation just about what what these hackers had access to because it was all as you say it's email it was all they're saying clouds. they had in fact i mean in bits of this it says that they've got access to their network as an administrator so unfettered yeah, access is kind of the the well um, there was even there was even some rumors that although deloitte I, and i guess it's the timing again you know so as you said it looked like october november last year deloitte found this in march they asked everybody to reset the password um in in april so again that feels you know at least four or five weeks after they discovered this hack but there's also some some comments that they don't know if they've actually got the hackers out of their network yet. Mm. They can't 100% be sure at the moment that they're secure. Yeah, right. I'm I'm starting to think, you know, a bit like we have <laughs> we have a terrorist alert <laughs> that, that is set for our, our nation and it constantly sits at pretty much we're all going to die tomorrow. Um, and that's because that's based around the understanding that really there's very little we can do to stop people, um, you know, trying to uh, carry out terrorist attacks. If, they, if someone wants to do it, they can do it. There's nothing in our society really that stops them doing it. And it's kind of, I'm coming to the conclusion, it's kind of the same for security on networks, right? Theoretically, a network can be locked down, but then it becomes less useful as a network, especially if, you, you know, these guys get onto the inside of the network and then all the protections... Uh, sort of fade away if you like because once you're on an inside of a network theoretically you should be able to be there and, and access these things so i'm just starting to think it's a bit like that that nowhere's safe data information you have to accept that if you put data information anywhere other than on a pen of paper in your you know office or whatever it's gonna get looked at uh, yeah it's it's, it's difficult as you say, the more you secure it, the more... It becomes more impractical. It, the it, and so it's that fine line between being pragmatic and keeping things usable and and providing a secure environment. And I'd, So we we constantly have a battle with that. Because it's, even, it's, it's a fine line. Even things like uh, two-factor authentication, all that kind of stuff, which is you know really good, what you'd say is almost the first baby step nowadays. Uh, once you've got past that, um, you know, that mm. doesn't that doesn't count anymore it's just and usernames passwords i think are a thing of the past they have to be to get around the security we're going to have to get to some sort of biometric type um analytics and and i don't know how you can prove you are who you are 
um, without username password kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's a real it's a real challenge. I'm sure someone will solve it and they'll make an awful lot of money out of it. So get, Well, the interesting thing is that because that, people have been saying for years, passwords are bust. Mm. But we're, we're years into that, passwords are bust. And yeah, and it's not just, we're, it's not just passwords, struggling. is it? It's not just passwords. It's them really cleverly manipulating hardware and, and to, to not even need to get past the passwords. They can actually use... They do clever things like flooding particularly memory buffers with data so that it overflows and then overflows in a specific way, which means they can then get access to, to a file. It's just incredibly clever and ingenious what these hackers end up doing. Um, but when Deloitte and people like that call these sophisticated hack attempts, I, I don't always believe that. I just think they've probably just found a weakness that's been public and, and Deloitte hadn't patched it. Whatever, something like that. I could be defaming them, obviously, so I'm not going to go further down that line. Um, let's instead talk about James Dyson and him spending 2.5 billion to make a radically different electric car. He's sort of teasing us with this because he's not giving us designs. He's not showing us what this is. You reckon it's going to go on sale in 2020, uh, 2020 and he's had 400 engineers working on this. Uh, and like I say, spending an awful lot of money on it. So he reckons he's got a chassis type design now. Um, and they're just waiting to figure out battery technology, which they already reckon they've moved on, but they, they're not happy with it yet. Yeah, they, I guess there's no big surprise that there's, there's a, you know, lots of people are looking at, you know, electric cars and saying, you know, even just if you look at the governments and they're saying, you know, UK UK's 2040, um, you know, Scottish government have said 2030, some of the European countries are saying 2026. So, you know, not, not far away that you cannot buy a combustion engine anymore. Yeah, they're saying um, that, like a target. You know, that's one of those movable things. There's going to be like four governments uh, between uh, them. It, <laughs> it, it, it is movable, but I think there's a realisation that, you know, the... the They'll soon realise they haven't got the materials to create the batteries that they need uh, to do this. True, but 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 there's also, we're on a trajectory of fossil fuels will run out. Yeah, 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 100%. That's, that's, you know legislation is going to have to be done to actually enforce some of this to kind of push the infrastructure on to push the industry on you and you i know, know this should have been done 20 years ago exactly. it has been around and known for 20 years and they they, so, they never so the do anything until the last minute no the surprise for me was we're what three months away from 2018 and and dyson reckons that this will be on sale in two years time and i was like wow yeah well, you, you think of 2020 as being a long way away don't you it's, it's not it's not it's really close it's not it's and, really close. and i thought that is that is you know, remarkably close. When you think, just when you think about how much is involved in that, you've seen with Tesla, you know, what, what it's been a long, long journey to get to where they are and they're still not producing. And I guess that's, he's not saying they're producing, you know, thousands and thousands of cars. No, this might be one car. In fact, what it he's saying is, cars. yeah, you you ain't going to be able to afford it is pretty much what he's saying because he's yeah. he's not giving a price, but he's saying, you know, even the deposit is going to be more than someone wants to pay for it. Yeah. So he's kind of, he's kind of building something that you can't really sell, but... Uh, you know that's kind of what mad engineers do, isn't it? And what he's saying is, he says it's 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 rival or equivalent is is probably most likely Tesla. No surprise because I, I think everybody would be shocked if they turn around and said, "Our most you know our competitor is going to be Ford." But <laughs> like, no, you're barking. Um, and that's when it got into cost. But he's saying it's not a sports car, so it'll be interesting to see just what comes out. You know, is it a you know, is it something that is truly radical? It's, we've heard this before, and then yeah. you see it like, well, it's so radical, nobody's going to touch that. Yeah, sure. But, you know, as the future gets closer, maybe maybe not. But you can't, 
um, you know, the Tesla Model 3 coming in, at, they reckon £35,000. I don't know whether that is actually going to be the case, but that's hard to beat uh, for, a you know, a, a car that's of that type. It's just, you know, bonkers, really. Yeah. Um, Twitter. It's expanding the number of characters. So we've been talking about this for years, how, you know, is, is the whole fundamental idea behind Twitter the fact that it's 140 characters or should should they increase? And they've talked before about having, you know, leaving, you know, unlimited tech characters, all those kinds of things. Anyway, they have started a trial, a very limited trial between key people to allow sort of Latin-based languages to use 280 characters instead of 140. They cite the fact that, uh, say Japanese or Chinese um, Korean languages can express a lot more information in their 140 characters because of the way their language is structured and the, the symbols they use. Uh, so they're giving this trial out to see whether um, that allows people in English, uh, French, and you know all the kind of Latin languages to to express more. Bonkers. And <laughs> um, it, 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 so I'm saying it's bonkers. So, so I, I don't really have a big thing about you know they have to stick to 140 characters. That there was some good reasons why it was 140 characters all on SMS. So yep. when it initially started off, it was all SMS limits, and and over time they've done more and more. You know, taking the username out of it as counting links have been shortened and all that kind of good stuff. And that 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 was. I mean, I, I think Twitter was one of the big drivers around you know link shorteners. Yeah, you know, we'd seen yeah. link shorteners elsewhere, but. A lot of the time it was like, what's the point? You know, yes, you might get something more recognisable, but it was really, you know, social sharing, you know, made that difference. I, I don't know that it, it should just be what Twitter is focused on right now. You know, I just think that... May, the, maybe. I I'm, I'm well, not a Twitter advocate, so I don't know. Uh, the only reason I'm saying that is, is, is so I, I, I still do enjoy Twitter. I like using Twitter, but it can be quite toxic. Um, they've kind of flatlined from bringing in new customers. I don't think this is going to change people coming and joining a platform. And actually, um, for someone like you who likes to flick through, you know, quite a few accounts with all the technology news, will having two hundred and eighty characters it there, it, you, will you actually read it, or will you actually now? And the fact of having to combine, you know, condense it into one hundred and forty is that as you scroll through, you can kind of almost speed read and keep up with what's going on. But with two eighty, I'm sure you can't. Yeah, and that's and that's a, it's a bit like RSS headlines. I can spin through, and that's why I still value RSS. I can spin through RSS so quickly and and easily. No, 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 no. That's interesting, mm-hmm. you know, and not just in tech, just in a whole variety of topics. That's how I've, you know you almost tune yourself, you train yourself to to you know digest information this way. So I'm, I I don't know. I just I just think this this isn't going to make. I don't think Twitter a better platform. In, in some um, ways, it's amazing that they have to prevaricate this much about it. And, you know, yeah. they've gone backwards and forwards on this loads of different times. Uh, they've obviously removed their limit in me- private messaging already, I believe. Um, but, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it does seem a bit strange that they're spending so long prevaricating over this. You would have thought that a company with a clear vision of what they wanted to do would just do do it. Just do it? Yeah, just, you know, not not faff around. Just go do it. You can always go back. Well, in fact, that's not th- true. You can't always go back. But, you know. No, but but I think this is I think this is part of the problem around around Twitter. I think not saying they've lost their way, but they they seem they seem quite sluggish. You know, sluggish compared to you know Facebooks, Snapchats, mm. Instagrams, who just there's no features. Go yeah. done. You know, and yeah. and yes, they they do lots of trials and testing and A/B tests. They don't do press releases around it, and they don't try and make a big deal out of it. They just they just do it. Yeah, here's Facebook, some new features. Go play. Some of these might yeah, not work. Facebook's constantly tweaking, you know, icons and all sorts of nonsense, and changing its look and feel, and and doing little things and changing algorithms, as is Instagram, as is Snapchat. 
and and these guys are I don't know sometimes it's just like really you know mm -hmm. you've made a press release about this it's a small trial and you know we'll we'll have a we'll make a decision you know once they, we've done the trial they clearly think they're still in a real delicate balance and they probably are commercially you know investor wise all those kind of things they're still in that delicate balance because they're still not able to prove and, and they're not able to show numbers basically even though it's all evasive and it's everywhere uh, is, is that all evasive or i can't remember the, i don't know what the word is uh, but yeah, they're everywhere uh, they're omnipresent but they're yet pervasive yeah it probably is pervasive isn't it anyway it's yes. friday night yeah yeah exactly. well, who's, who's gonna tell us off yeah so let's just move on. Let's not even finish that point. I made the point enough. Google has pulled YouTube off of Amazon Echo Show. Um, so this was an interesting one. Amazon have come with a statement pretty much saying, oh, yeah, Google aren't supporting uh, YouTube on Echo Show anymore. Um, and they, they don't. They say we've not really been told why, we haven't been notified. And Google have come along and said, we've been talking to Amazon for weeks slash months slash years now about the experience and basically they're not happy with how it's implemented and they are breaking terms and conditions so they've been trying to basically get amazon to change the way it's implemented amazon they're kind of going that nah. and that's pretty much where we've got to i think um yeah there is some stuff today that um google are going to launch their own echo show equivalent called manhattan which will be later this year or early next year so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if that's what's driving it as well I, youtube are quite protective of that experience you know we've seen that elsewhere with other platforms where they're like you, know, you need to be able to subscribe. You need to be able to watch the next one. Yeah, we need to be able to advertise on your platform, and we need to be able to get exactly. next suggestion. And they've even they've even cut down on. There was a really nice um, there was a really nice iOS app. Was it ProTube? It was something like that. What was it called? Yeah, ProTube. And it used to give you a full screen experience, whereas you know YouTube by default had lots of borders mm. and crud around it. It used to be able to hide all the stuff you don't want, and they basically went to Apple and says, we don't, we don't like this. He's not, this guy's developer's not playing ball. Take that up then. Yeah, and they're doing it via their kind of, this is the terms and conditions of usage of our APIs and you must do real, this, must do that. It's a real shame. Um, so. Yeah, um, but it's also, some, I guess, a platform they want to protect and they want to make sure that it's, that, you know, at the end of the day, they invest a lot in it and they want to see And that. it's a fantastic platform. Don't mm. get me wrong. It's, you know, we would be without YouTube. So, Almost by surprise this week, Amazon, kind of alongside these announcements about YouTube, but Amazon came out with a, a, a hardware release uh, event. Um, really, they didn't sort of highlight it ahead of time by too much. It kind of came as a surprise to lots of people. Um, and they unveiled some like five different products, I think, something like that. It was fantastic. I, I loved the fact it was like, Rapid fire, didn't know about it, and boom, lots of nice, exciting products. Yep. So we will, let's, why not? I'm just trying to say we, the order of the show notes. I think we're going to come and talk each individual one, but yeah. So basically. That was the, so I apologize to you, Chris, because this was the easiest thing I could do. <laughs> yes, I should have made a bigger effort, but I'm sorry, Chris, okay? It's fine. Let's just go point by point. No, I mean, if we can. One product at a time. Well, I was Rattle just going to cover the fact that they are now releasing the um, calling uh, ability to UK and Germany. So this this was an American um, initiative where you could, from an, an Echo device to another Echo device, you could do calling. So you could 
call your mum or whatever you know um via your if, if they had one there and then you've got one you're in and that's that was america only but now it's been expanded so that's quite a nice thing uh, and you can call the echo from your alexa app on your android or ios device so it, so you can, you can have your mobile phone, as well. like got, yeah. with wi-fi you can get in contact with your home basically uh, which is quite, you know, uh, something I've never used, but actually, you can imagine families. That's really useful. Absolutely. So even even just the even just around the house, echo in each room. Yeah. You know, and just do a quick call and just you know. It's like, in, it's like a home intercom. <laughs> my my mum will phone me in the mobile from downstairs. There you go. Just that. So this is just a more simple way of doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And again, it makes sense. Uh, in a and we, and we chuckle about it when it happens, but sometimes there's good reason. You know, it's like we've got, you know, we've got some builders in at the moment in the kitchen. And she just wants to tell me something without like come upstairs just to go back down. It's just like <laughs> blah blah blah. Do you know he's doing that? And I'll pop down and go, "What are you doing?" So the connect. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I can now see <laughs> this constant spy checking on everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so that's now expanded to UK and Germany. So. Um, Echo Connect. Well, and this is going to be phone calls as well. So not only can you call other Echo devices, you're able to phone landlines and phone numbers as well. It, kind of like an extended messenger service, which like Skype can call a landline and there's Google. I, think, I can't remember what Google service is called, but it's a number that you can take with you. So it looks like you're calling from your phone even when you're just calling from your Amazon. Not sure when that's coming out UK and Germany though. No, so I think this this is one that starts off. Um, I think it starts off US only, mm. um, and they tend to in their brand new products start off um, US only. I'm just having a quick check on it. Oh no, it's it's on the UK site actually. Okay, um, it, but not right now. Coming early 2018. Okay, so so not too long away. So yeah, close really. So let's talk about uh, the actual products. So I guess first and foremost, uh, Amazon Echo. They've released a new Amazon Echo. Um, basically, from its slightly taller form factor that we've had before, this one is uh, looks about half the height, but maybe the same kind of um, diameter. Um, but it's basically in this smaller form factor. It's uh, they're selling cheaper, so it's uh, eighty nine pounds. Um, and the speakers had some sort of refactoring. Um, uh, comes in nice coverings, so you can get a wooden one, you can get a kind of metal look one, and there's also some fabric covered uh, devices. Um, and basically, all the features of the old um, Taller Echo, but just in a smaller form factor and cheaper. Yeah, I think we need to wait for. I mean, I, I, first of all, I think the smaller size looks nice. Um, I think the, the, having the different finishes again allows it to. Melding more, more yeah. yeah you know so if you did want to put one in the kitchen yeah you know and your your kitchen's all silver then you can get one that just looks like a little silver appliance if it's sitting in a living room you can get a nice walnut or oak finish and a little fabric around it um there was some talk about that it maybe has a, a, a some better speakers on it well it said it's got um, bass integrated i think uh, yeah so, so it'll be interesting just to once the reviews are out just to mm. just to see because they'll be able to do all the comparisons between sure. you know all the different ones um, and also it's cheaper at 90 quid and, and it was nice so it was 100 dollars in america but here it's it's 90 quid for the fabric finishes and 100 for the hard mm. finish so I, I think that's a pretty good price uh and and yeah and you know clearly from this event we see that they're they're really trying to get everywhere in the home and and cheap is always going to help that process right absolutely and and i mean it, it was about a month ago they added in the multi-room audio it's just a software mm. update 
And I think they're doing a deal that if you buy, was it if you buy three, you get them cheaper again? Yeah, I think if you buy three different products at the same time and check out, you get $50, so, $50 off or something like that. Yeah, so buy three Echoes and you save £50. Yeah. Um, so you put the promo code Echo3Pack in and um, that's that's quite a sweet deal. Uh, mm. I think the challenge is, will people replace their current Echoes with this? And mm. I, I, maybe they don't need to either really um, no, this is looking I, for I, I new customers I don't rather. think I, I don't feel compelled to buy no. and replace mine right now with no. this so no 100% not so yeah you're right it's new customers really but uh, if it attracts new customers then great the ecosystem grows doesn't it um, Echo Buttons was an interesting concept uh, they released uh, basically this, the buttons will sync with your Amazon uh, the, uh, the Echo device and it's Things like you could do quizzes in your lounge so you can involve the family in the quiz. Everyone can have their own little button and they can, you know, quick fire, they can press their button and, and Amazon will listen to the answer you give and, and keep track of scores and things like that. So an interesting, I guess it's almost like a, hey, these are the kind of things we can do with this device now. Um, and hey, we've been thinking outside the box of what we can do. So I quite like the idea of these buttons and, and it kind of shows a the direction they could take. Absolutely, I thought they were. I thought they were really good. Yeah, really not? fun little product, and that that was what I liked about this whole Amazon show. It was bump, 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 bump. Yep, quick, and quick fire and quite yeah, a lot of lot of content in yeah. a short time. Um, New Fire TV came out. Um, so this was four K HDR, uh, seventy quid basically, uh, and this effectively has got the same kind of specs as the. Apple TV, but obviously about half the price uh, and looked into obviously the Amazon Empire. Um, but again, a strong play in, a, you know, just enhancing that product to to be the have the latest tech. There, there's some discussion around the kind of techs that, in, that are included in the Apple TV as opposed to this one. They've, they've made some different choices between the two companies. Um, but nevertheless, if you've got a big 4K TV, it's definitely going to be looking better. And, and I think the old fires were... You know, like little boxes. This is this is a dongle. Yes, <laughs> dangled hang- dongle. Yeah, um, but it comes with the it comes with the Alexa remote as well. You and know, so, so it's you, got Alexa built in. It means you can you know, you've so got those Alexa features through your yeah. TV. You know, so it's a it's a Echo type device. You can ask all do all the same skill stuff as you say, four K. Add and and it's not it's less than half price. You know, so it's seventy quid in the UK. It's out at the end of October, so October twenty fifth. The Apple TV is the cheapest is one hundred eighty. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And and Apple do this this crazy. There's a hundred and eighty quid one with thirty two gig. There's a hundred a two hundred pound one with sixty four gig. And they don't tell you why you'd want to have more. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I just don't get it. It just seems it just seems crazy. Why don't you just release one at thirty two? And and so, so I, I don't know. It just to me ah. maybe and maybe Amazon will be taking you know you know making. <laughs> making hay whilst Apple get themselves in order because the offering in the Europe is still not great with the Apple TV. So, you know, while no. that timing is still in lag, maybe they are going to... And I was in the Apple store today. I did have a slight temptation. I was like, I could buy an Apple TV today. Mm. I was like, I'd get 4K screensavers. <laughs> That's the only difference that would drive for me right now. And yeah. it was like, no. Yeah. Another device, Amazon's Echo Plus. So this is a device that actually looks like the old Amazon Echo. So it's the taller form factor. Um, and it, again, they've got some improved speakers going on in there. They've got some improved microphone, I think. Um, yeah, second generation Firefield microphone. So 
uh, it was never a problem talking to it anyway so hopefully that's improved but they have got um smart hub integration into this thing now so they're a, they are marketing this now as your one-stop shop for smart hub um a bit like the uh, is it amazon uh, sorry uh, samsung's internet of things or something i can't remember what they're called call all their services now um smart things something like that anyway so they, they, they bought a smart things platform there you go and and that's that's their kind of smart hub so the idea is that the amazon echo plus can you can plug it into your network and it can find all these devices that sit in your network all by itself you don't need a separate hub for all of these different technologies so philips hue will the devices will be found by the Echo device and then you can control them directly. Um, and again, it's a strong play at, uh, you know, about the old price, about $150. So it's going to be about that same price in pounds um, uh, to have this sort of additional capability built in. It's a clever, clever addition as far as I can see. I I thought this was the potentially the best, the best product. The, we, we, <laughs> We've been talking about it. I don't know if it was you. It was somebody that's talked about it over the last few days. Like, oh, it's one of the guys that was just moved house. He's picked up an Echo. Mm-hmm. And he's talked about, you know, other, and, and we're just talking about the proliferation of these little hubs. You mm. buy Hue, you get a hub. Yeah. I've got blink lights, it's got a hub. Yeah. Um, I've got a hive, it's got a hub. Yeah. And, and it's like, this is, this is cack. You know, everybody's got their own little hub. And, and this is just, uh, you know, so it comes, it, it, it looks like the original Echo. It supports, they're saying, up to 100 manufacturers right now, and I'm just on the page. It's basically Zigbee. So it allows you to connect to any Zigbee device. Mm. So there, and for the £140 that is in the UK, it also comes with a Hue light. Yes, so they actually include the Hue light, which is about 40 quid's worth of hardware, I think. Yeah, so so it's it's, it's basically, you know, you're drip-feeding yourself into smart. My only reservation on this is how protectionist this is going to become, because... Mm. If it's Amazon, that is your heart smoke smart hub. If, like me, you have another device, I've got a Google Home sit, sat next to me, that means that the control that the Google Home can have over the, the Hue devices, and obviously Alexa and Hue can both control them. If Alexa's going to be the new uh controller in the device you know does that then lock that away from google home um does that protect it and you know does it stop other people in- innovating with their own kind of ho- home assistance because all the manufacturers are just saying oh, we're just you know amazon alexa um it's and it's really difficult to see how it's going to fall the apple with their um oh god home kit home kit yeah. um I think up until iOS 10 or earlier this year, it, they, they kind of had it tied to HomeKit needed a chip and it was driving the cost up. But then that's it, it, it's changed. It's now software updates. Mm. So I've got a hive in the house. It doesn't support HomeKit. And up until now, obviously, that would have meant new devices. You need to have a new hub to go into. But now it's a software update. And you're looking at it saying, come on, but it's gas. Just do the software update. I want that plugged into HomeKit. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um and I and I guess I, I you don't want the problem is I think all the smart home stuff is still at such an early stage it's not matured you don't want to be trapped yes I, and and that's what's put me off buying some stuff I don't know what, and in this early stage of maturity it means all the companies are looking to trap you that's the whole point exactly they're, they're looking to trap you and as a consumer you don't want to feel trapped and that's kind of how it the, the and balance. I guess I'm, I'm tr- I trust Amazon at the moment more than I trust Apple hmm. and more than I trust Samsung I think they would definitely try and lock you into their ecosystem. Amazon 
think so far feel a little bit different and they're trying to support as many things as but possible. But they're doing a big land grab and there's no there's no guarantees yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Um another device there, Echo Spot. This was a small kind of round uh I I'm trying to think what it looked like. I guess a cut off ball <laughs> with a flat screen basically so it's a little screen 2.5 inch screen and they can obviously show things like a clock face on there they can show notifications on there uh, and they also showed off that they could do things like voice calling uh, in fact video calling if you wanted to uh, it's a device about 130 dollars so again united states to start with but the idea is this is going to be a, your little like uh, alarm clock type device that sit on your bedside cabinet um it has a front-facing camera to do that video conferencing um Quite a little versatile thing again, hooked into the whole infrastructure, so it can do all the things that uh, the, the the Echo devices can do, um, but with the addition of that small screen, um, and so it's a bit more versatile in that respect. I love this, mm, um, and, and I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't love it, but because it's because it's like people are going to end up with a camera in their bedroom and, uh, and <laughs> right. this is know, my second can, point but yeah can you imagine if that got hacked uh, and it will do I, yep. I the first thing i thought about this was uh charlie brooker's black mirror is definitely going to do uh yep. you know a bit on yep. this we yep. were, and i think um what's there, there was an amazon prime tv sh- uh, like tv series uh, about hacking and I can't remember the name of it now. It's oh, uh, Mr. Robot. Yes. So, and that talked around this home automation and how easy it was for now hackers to get into or, and actually control your whole house. It's that these devices are weak; they're not protected, uh, and we are just putting them everywhere. And now we're going to have a camera that's sat in your room, as well as the rooms listening to you. They're now got cameras in. It's an amazing uh, potential privacy leak that we are going to be talking about in a future episode of Digital Outbox. Uh, how everyone has been hacked for the last two years without being without knowing it. The thing, the thing that I remember, I'm just trying. I struggle to remember its name. Chumby. Do you remember Chumby? Nope. Chumby was like. Um, Chumby was like a. It was like a hacked, like like screen with some speakers, and and that was your kind of bedside clock that was intelligent. So you would wake up in the morning and it would show you some tweets, show you the news. You could watch, you know, listen to a podcast, listen to some music, and it never really took off. That that to me is what this is, but in that you can. And, I, I and love right, the idea of it again in all future looking, um, kind of TV shows or you know looking you know, not distant future, but you, they all wake up and they're all have a screen somewhere right next to them yeah 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 mm. so so I, again I'd, I'd just love to go and buy all these products once just to go and try and test yeah. them i can't but, but no it. i can't for I the can't. price of one 10 iphone 10 you can get all these devices and more Amazon Echo is also, oh, sorry, the Echo Show is coming to the UK and Germany. So this is the screen-based device that we talked about earlier that uh, Google has just removed YouTube. You could previously ask for a video to be shown on the uh, show, uh, but now until that dispute is solved, you can't at the moment. Anyway, um, but that's coming to the UK and Germany. That's a £200 device. Uh, but that's So that's another Echo. It's got a screen, uh, but this one's a 7-inch display, so it's a little bit more... Uh, screen orientated than the spot which is just a really mini screen yeah and and don't know 
the tune of the design of it always troubled me with this when the spot looks nice. This, this looks like a didn't... tablet that's got a stand kit built in, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Look, looks a bit cack. Yeah, and I think I think this has always been more of a you know stick this in the kitchen and you can you can you know watch recipes or I think it's a, yeah I think it that's exactly it, but I think it's also just a show of this is where what we're going with this more than you know. Yeah. This isn't a real. It's not. It doesn't feel like. It's never felt like a fleshed out product. They were talking about how it, you know, it just it never quite made it. No, but remember they did that. Was, was it? What you say? It was called the look. Was it the Echo Look, mm, which was, was the camera one? Or, yeah. And an interesting thing was like, I think at the start of twenty sixteen, there was a thousand people working on the Echo hardware side of things in Amazon. It's now five thousand. Wow. They're okay, clearly. Massive, they're, they're clearly selling lots of the and i i know they are at work i'm amazed how many people are picking them up i i think people love the concept of them i just think they then they're they're still scrabbling around as much as we are for the killer application for me it's home automation um for other people it'll be another thing i've i've never found it particularly part of my day-to-day creating lists creating reminders creating shopping lists all those kind of things so i've never done that um but uh you know we, they, we're getting more and more usage out of it for me, it's it's the fact that it actually understands me. Um, where, where Siri doesn't. Mm. Uh, I, I still really struggle with some things in Siri. In Amazon, generally, it just it just works. Yep. And Katana, let's not talk about your experience with Katana. <laughs> it's a bit frustrating. Um, all right, another company releasing products, uh, GoPro. So they kind of just came with their offering of the Hero 6 Black. Um, so this is their latest top of the range, effectively um, portable camera. Uh, well, previously, they've been on a yearly cycle. They took it actually a year out, which cost them a lot in their financials. But this is kind of getting back to we we had Hero Five last year, we've had Hero Six this year, so it looks like they're back on a yearly release cycle. Uh, it adds the the kind of standard bumps that you might ex- expect at this kind of stage. So. While they've had 4K for a while now, um, they are now offering at 60 frames a second, which is kind of the sweet spot of the Hero um, devices. Um, so now 4K at 60 frames. You can also do um, uh, 120 frames at 2.7K, 240 frames per second at 100, uh, 1080p. So basically, if you're if you if you're a fan of slow mo, uh, these things are absolutely nailing it at the moment. And I've seen some of the example footage and. It's impressive stuff. It's it's clever. Um, they reckon that everything's taken a bump in performance, um, so their their image quality is higher. And a really big point, which is not really a big point from a specification point of view, but they have whopped their own chip in there now, self-designed. Um, whereas before they've been using off-the-shelf effective chips, which has left them open to Chinese firms being able to just pick the same chip off the shelf and and say hey we've got the same hardware as gopro um so now they've got their own in there rick and they can be able to differentiate themselves improve performance and improve uh, image quality and we'll probably see that increase over time um, but one thing i think it has done immediately is put the price of the, ho- uh, the hero up um so we're talking 500 pounds for their um, device and that is we're, we're seeing big ch- jumps in money um from device to device like i'm pretty sure they used to come in at about 350 pounds is that was their top of the range last year we saw that jump to 400 and now we're seeing it jump to 500 uh, yeah uh, and, and you've kind of covered off everything that was in in my head i had a chat with shack over some some um burgers today as, mm, as you do and uh, he was interested in buying one uh, but just thought the price and, and we checked so amazon were selling the the rrp on the hero 5 black and um, was was 400 
Mm. So it's a hundred pound more. Um, as you said, that the, they've obviously that you know it definitely is better performing. The, the interesting Jack was looking at a review that was comparing the Hero Six Black against, uh, and I think it was, a, it was either the the latest Samsung mm. um, phone or the latest iPhone. So that would have been like the Galaxy Eight or the iPhone Eight, and hardly any difference. Mm. Um, just just if anything, the phones looked 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 better in some of the videos. Uh, but the the challenge is you've got a thousand pound phone and yeah. you know you know sitting sitting in a precarious position and you've got all the different mounting options for GoPros, um, but it's it's not a lot of money that could be you know they pack more into their devices now so they have the screen on the back as per normal they have all the Wi-Fi built in, good uh, GPS built in yeah but, and gyroscopes all those kind of things so they're adding more and more of the kind of yes. mobile type technology in there and that's gonna put the prices up, but where GoPro used to be. When it first GoPro first launched, it was surprising quality from a small device, right? At yes. a, a surprisingly low price. Yes. And that's why it was so popular and picked off so much. Now, as time goes on, obviously products develop and adapt and people became much, much more uh, sensitive to the quality of the, the, the image and the color matching and all those kind of things. Um, and so they've had, to, well, they've moved or they felt with that customer demand that they've had to move to this much more yeah i guess specification based product rather than being surprisingly small surprisingly good quality at surprisingly low value they've had to bump everything up and therefore prices just suffered from that i guess they are gambling on the fact that that price increase will they've got enough market penetration now that people are going to want that nice new spec um, of device and i think to some extent they're right i think it's become more of a um you know yeah, I think it's become more of a you just buy the GoPro, right? I, I think if you're looking to if you're looking to make sure you get the most accessories available for you and you get something that works, it, it's a no-brainer. You'd buy a GoPro. Mm. Um, it, it, but there's there's no denying that you could probably buy something. I think two fifty three hundred, which will have equal quality, but there might be it might be harder to get the stuff off of. It might be it doesn't I, have all I the mean, software I, options. It doesn't yeah, have all the I don't even think that's even true. Housing. I think up until recently I would have certainly said don't buy a GoPro. <laughs> Go buy one mm. that's got the same chipset in it because mm. generally speaking you get exactly the same thing and the you the number of times I actually want to use the GoPro app uh, software is so limited because I just find it bloatware really. I just want to rip the you know the the videos down and go and process them in my video editor anyway we'll see whether the having their own chip gives them the benefits over time uh, and hopefully the cost won't put them out of the market um and they've got some smaller offerings as well so they've got their the hero session and stuff like that which and i'm they won't they won't stop selling the hero 5 and then so they'll have a nice backwards compatibility um yeah it's got all its um underwater stuff built in i i, I can't remember whether the 5 did that maybe it did but basically you can go down to 10 meters with these devices with no case on it nowadays which is a nice addition that you'd have to pop it in a case uh, to do that uh, also, uh, they released their Fusion 360 camera. This is now a, like a £700 device now we're talking. But this is the thing they're doing that does their 3D videos, basically. So, Or not 3D videos, they're, they're 360. 360 videos. So you can take a video at 360. And, and their big selling point is that you don't just have to have a viewer that then views that um, image. They're doing all the nice stitching. They'll do everything pretty. But then you can also then go and post-edit on that 360 video to give yourself a new flat video but just with 
enhanced ability to sort of self-edit so you can zoom around you can spin around you can zoom in and out you can look at different things um in that kind of 3d sphere and present to a user that kind of experience of of being there uh, without them having to actually be viewing it on say a, a you know a phone that they can move around in yeah uh, we've made i've been using a Ricoh 360 a 360 camera mm -hmm. um over the last year it really impressed um that it's total one button push does all the stitching quality is really good especially compared to the when you, when you look at this kind of samsung equivalents they're a bit bulkier and the stitching not as good um, the, the interesting one with this, as you said, it's the fact it's doing it's doing 5.2K video at mm. 30 frames per second. So either side, the, the, the cameras either side are 18 megapixel. Yeah. Um, and this idea that you can, you know, you can almost like retrain, re, repoint your viewfinder after you've taken the picture. You know, so you look at it, I, if I take a picture of you, it's it's that moment in time. And if I think, ah, oh, I wish I'd got the whole bit of your, mm -hmm. your whole banister. Well, I can. I've got a 360 that. video that I can just turn it and I take that picture or video, and that is that'll be interesting to see. It's a it's a definitely a high end device, and that's yeah. Well, again, that's we, what, that's why it's a higher price. I remember when I first started looking at sort of portable ish cameras. Uh, for a good uh, 1080p device, it did cost 450 500 quid. Uh, then GoPro came along and lowered that. But so this is now taking it beyond that initial price we're talking 800 700 800 pounds now for a, a camera device but again this is surprisingly neat and compact it's saying it will work with a lot of the mounts um so i'm guessing the threads and stuff will still work um uh, yeah and it's it's not massive uh the cam is is still portable um i think it's you know less portable it's probably what do you say the size of a small greeting card something like that um that kind of I, that's really rubbish isn't it? <laughs> it's half the size of yeah it's um it, but a reasonable size but quite a lot of money and i think you'd want to actually go and try it out before i committed to spending that much money on it uh yeah agreed but i i really want to give one a go yeah um, 100%. You know, that, so. that, i would like to get my hands on one without having to spend on it and then see whether actually i'd find it interesting because i think a lot of the time with the 3d cameras that we've seen so far they they have an initial wow factor and then people think oh, i can't be asked <laughs> i want i just want to watch a video on my tv uh so we like with the people put um in my racing well people put 3d cameras in their car which is great when you've got the time to sort of pan around and have a look what's going on around the car uh, it releases the whole thing but actually what I want to do is just sit down and watch a, a, a video and, and have someone else done the hard work of moving things around. And this is this definitely lets that happen. Yeah, um, out out before end November, so not too far okay, away. It really is quite. Um, and as I said, even if maybe try and get one through through what just to give yeah. it a go and compare qualities. Because I think I think the fact that you can strip out the 1080p image or video yeah. from the 360 video is, and and also it's coming with a. Um, like a tripod and a holder and a selfie stick type thing so it's it's got everything you need again so the demo videos they've released uh, you know showing how it could be used is very impressive and uh, it's i urge you to go and have a look at that just to get an idea of where where they see this product sitting um i guess final thing i want to touch on today was yesterday we had the red dead redemption 2 uh, uh trailer the first kind of official trailer uh, and also a release date so it's coming uh, spring 18, which is earlier than I was expecting, actually. it was Previously, they just said 2018, but now it's uh, um, spring 18. And also, 
I just you know they've this is the first kind of actual in-game footage that we've seen that hasn't sort of been real teaser stuff and my goodness does it not look pretty it looked awesome. The other bit I liked was the fact that it just said coming to Xbox and so Xbox One and, and PS4 platforms. So we didn't get caught up on, and there's going to be a PS4 Pro, we're going to have the Xbox One X, so we're going to, you know, it'll be slightly enhanced in those platforms as well. And But boy, did it look good. I mean, uh, so the, the, first, the first game on that generation of hardware, for me, was one of the... M- most i mean people were creating videos online time-lapsing this game because it just looked so stunning and playing it you felt like this totally immersed in this world and this is taken you know seven or eight steps up it's going to be another one of those cases where when once your eyes get used to playing this kind of fidelity of game you'll be surprised when you go and look at the original how how dated it all looks when at the time it just it was stunning and but this just adds just so much fidelity i I cannot comprehend how you build a game like this the they are genuinely creating worlds now it's unbelievable yeah it's all good all good i I was just really pleased that the trailer looked great and it wasn't uh released september next year you know it's actually still spring if it's a nice time for gaming spring um yeah and and this is i i think Plenty of people will be avoiding uh, releasing their games in this time zone because in that sort of springtime, oh, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a lot to compete against. Although I don't know how much of a success it was, uh, but for me, it was my favourite game of all time so far. We read Dead Redemption, so I'm really looking forward to this. Boom. That is the end of what we wanted to cover, unless you have a pick. I don't have a pick, but I have some good news in that Ooh. my Super Nintendo Nintendo Classic Mini came through today. Woohoo! And so this is, I, you weren't expecting it either because you'd be no, just let down. It wasn't I, given I, to you on release date. No. So I, I I missed all the kind of Amazon game, all the other places that were the pre-orders. They came and went and I was working or, or missed them. And um, and at one point I was like, oh, sod it. I've got an attic filled with a, a Super Nintendo and games. <laughs> but I've, I've really liked the idea of it. And that was my console. That was my first console. It does look but, super cute as well. Uh, but but there's, a, there's a real emotional attachment. That was my first console. I had so many games for it. Um, it, it, it brings back so many memories of uni. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also there's, there's a couple of things happening in like, real life at the same time. As <laughs> it's interesting. That's secondary school for me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. And, um, but the, but the, um, uh, and I was sitting one day at home and, and I saw, I was on a forum and it said Tesco pre-orders. I was just, oh, I was like, Tesco? And I went, I went to Tesco site and sure enough, they were there. Mm. Texty Shack. And he was like, get me one now. Yeah. Um, so I pre-ordered two and it all went through and I was like, sorted. I, I didn't like that, that two months ago, Tesco took the money for them. Because mm-hmm. it's like I don't have the goods. You've taken the money. That's and which is very think. rare nowadays. You they normally just once they post it or just before they post it, they take the money. And I was irate four weeks ago when I got an email from them saying, "Sorry, but we're not going to ship it to you on release day." Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. And when I emailed them and said when, they went, "Can't tell you." I was like, "Well, that's cack." That but that's kind of Nintendo. The way the Nintendo work, isn't it? They and don't give figures and then they don't give dates and they don't say what you're going to have. Things. There was other retailers that were affected, and I kind of more yeah. put the blame at Nintendo. Thought, look, we'll get one at some point. No great loss. Um, got an email yesterday saying it shipped. Got an email yeah. last night saying it's DPD, and it came at four o'clock today. Happy so that's days. only a few days later. We're talking. Is it a week? No, it late came yet, out today. It... No, it came out today. Is it? Oh, it did come out. I, I yeah. thought because all these unboxings happens like a few days ago. I assume that yeah. was the launch date. So I think some of the American stores were selling it early, but I was on, I was on, um, I was on Facebook earlier, and I saw um, that um, 
Um, I was going to say friend the show, but it's probably never listened to us. Um, but 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 Lady has got his got his through, and um, there's there's another another couple of people that have got theirs through today. Oh, well, they, um, I mean, there you go. I I I, so, I thought because all the bonk and box the kind of build up to this happened a week ago, basically. I thought that would be release date, and you're a bit late. But actually, so they they came through. Good for them. Yeah. So well done, Tesco. Well done, Tesco. Still took uh, my and money you haven't actually unboxed it and played it yet, so we'll get your feelings and take us down memory lane when you actually get a chance. And maybe in the next podcast, we can report back yeah. on that. Yeah, I, I, I just I just spun it over, and I was like, "Well, there's Street Fighter, and there's Mario Kart, and there's Zelda, and there's Mario World, and there's Star Fox, and and there's Contra Three. You know, there's some real, you know, oh, absolute classics in there. Castlevania, Secret of Mana, Zelda. Just, you know, it's. Uh, I really hope it's worth it because. F zero. Every I, time I go back to playing games from that era, it's total. It's really not good. <laughs> I, and and you know, but well, and you see that, but the uh, on the emulators, I'll still play Mario Kart and F zero. Okay, in some some respects, there there are some key gaming that gets lost in this new generation of things experience. Whereas there's actually gaming principles that really did Nintendo nailed right. But I just. I think there's other games nowadays that do things better, but I'm I have of every there confidence. Is. You of course there enjoy. is, but yeah, no, I I I think for just dropping in like ten fifteen minute sessions, and also just the fact it's a it's that memorabilia, it's in my collection, it's in my hoard. You are not alone. This device could have sold probably ten times over. I think the, yeah. the demand was huge. No, I love it. So yeah, it's it's not a, not unboxed yet, and. Um, I wonder if I go on eBay how much they're selling for. <laughs> yeah, go go tell us that. While you're looking that up, I will say if you want to find out more about us, what we do, digitaloutbox.com is our website. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our email address. And we're also on Twitter as Digital Outbox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you so wish, Cheesy UK. Um, and my racing blog is academyracer.co.uk. I did tease last time that I was going to update that. And I never bothered, so I... Uh, I am still looking to do a couple of posts actually on that. So keep an eye out there, academyracer.co.uk. Ian, how much are they selling for on eBay? Between 130 and 180. And how much did they cost to buy? 70 quid, was it? 80, I think I paid. Okay, so a little bit of premium, but not as high as you might expect. And no. where can we find you to to maybe offer more money for your Nintendo? <laughs> Blogsind.net, where I will provide in a comprehensive review. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not. It'll probably it'll, it'll be like the Switch review. It's been in draft for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and, you just want to make, uh, a bit like me with games. You just want to make sure you understand it before you make it. Exactly. Review. And I, no well, one else cares got, anymore. <laughs> it just it just got to the point. It was like just buy one. Just, that's why I just want to say Switch buy one. It's great. Um, and uh, on on Twitter, um, 140 characters is um, sweeper. No 280 for me. No 280. 140 to the to the end. <laughs> thank you very much very much very much for listening 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 I don't know why I just said that three times but anyway we will speak to you again next time um, while I reboot myself speak to you later bye 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 I really do struggle <laughs> with words. <laughs>
<laughs> like I genuinely didn't know I was going to repeat those three times. It just happened. I have crashed. It's this caffeine at the end of the day, Friday. All I can say is the struggle is real. The struggle is real. Let's go play some games, games, games.